I'm looking for the doctor. Welcome aboard. I'm the doctor, or will be. You know, I really think you might. What? You understand me? Perhaps I could explain. Perhaps you could. I want to get you to see, and I'm almost there. Where? I don't know. It depends on the randomizer. No, no, no. For once, I would like to know where I'm going. No, you really wouldn't. Why ever not? Don't you remember? Ball to open. Ball to open. Yes, and what do you do? I want to know what happens next. What if I get bored? I need a television, a couple of books, any more but chess. Now, down to business. Hey there, and welcome to a special episode of Pull to Open, where we normally are going through the entire television program, Doctor Who, story by story, in random order. I'm Pete Paschal. And I'm Chris Saylor. And yes, we do go through the entire show in random order, but it's according to a very particular list of Doctor Who stories that we like to call the Codex. And we thought that we would zero in for this special episode on the Codex itself, which you can read in the show notes if you would like to pull it up right now, the Pull to Open Codex, the link is in there, and you can follow along with us because, you know, as, as Doctor Who fans, we, we like to debate what, what Doctor Who actually is. Do and we? Do we ever? <laughs> and we love our spreadsheets. We've talked about this before on the show. We uh, that is definitely a defining feature of Doctor Who fandom is spreadsheets. And my goodness, what a spreadsheet the Pull to Open Codex has become! Uh, <laughs> it started off as an incomplete list that I gave right. to Pete some years ago, and <laughs> it was one story short. It was one story handle. short. That story was Destiny of the Daleks. We've now done that story. We need never mention it again. Um, <laughs> that, was the, that was the one mistake. But we also made some judgment calls about what a story is and what we were going, how we were going to approach it. So we, we thought we'd break the fourth wall a little bit this week and get into those decisions. Um, so, yeah. Pete, yeah, first of all, we wanted to talk about what the codex is and what it isn't right? right so there are other televised uh things in doctor who that are not doctor who there's sarah there's a canine company sarah jane adventures torchwood right. um the uh, the coal hill school thing that i'm right. forgetting class. what it was called class thank you yeah you could you could even take a further step back and go well the doctor who canon and you mm. know canonicity gets debatable when you get into these other media but there are yeah. novels there are comic big, strips there are finish, yeah. audio adventures and the level of canon canonicity to these yes. other media is always debatable because a lot of them contradict each other. They reuse stories. They even reuse some of the stories from the novels in the TV series, as most fans know. Right. So, Human nature. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For starters, we don't we don't do those. We might in a future podcast uh, go deeper <laughs> into these really deep cuts on Dark True. For for, for basic reasons, well, not just the canonicity question, but you know what uh -huh. what is the audience are really trying to reach? And yes, we know everyone here is uh, most people who are listening are probably pretty hardcore fans, but there are we want to be very welcoming to those who aren't. And even though we make reference occasionally to some of these media when it's interesting and relevant to the story we're talking about, Doctor mm -hmm. Who's a mass media show. We want to yeah. we want to welcome everyone who may be a casual fan who comes in and just happens to have an episode they like. And I don't want anyone coming in and just has it being impenetrable from the get-go yes. so we, we're sticking with televised media for starters yes in future pull to opens once we are <laughs> past the main canon uh which is going to take us at least a few more years even well, uh, even if we were doing 52 a year 
Well, especially um, since they're now they're making more. Yeah, exactly. They always will. <laughs> at some point, yeah, at some point the number is going to raise again, and then we will we'll have to keep knocking it down. But that you know that certainly guarantees a uh, a long life for for you, dear listeners. Uh, in uh, what we hope is one of your favorite Doctor Who podcasts, if not your favorite podcast of all time. There, I said it. That's what we're going for. Uh, aim yeah, high. But, that's what I said. As you were talking about there, there in even within televised media, you, there's all these other things like Class, etc., Sarah Jane Adventures. And, you know, again, we're, we're starting with the series. Obviously, like mm. stuff that is completely... D- d- uh, I wouldn't say a joke in every time, but it is is mm. clearly outside the bounds of the show itself. Uh, you know, looking at t- dimensions in time, for example, Curse of Fatal Fatal Death, which was yes. obviously, you know, I mean, those, <laughs> yeah. those are fun to talk about, but to mm. sort of talk about them within the context of of Doctor Who is a show and story, it's it's really beyond the scope. Yeah, um, yeah, and and even Time Crash, which I think is maybe one of those where. Right. People sort of accept it as canon. No, I, I don't think so. I think you know we uh, <clears throat> we leave that out, even though it's a five minute special. Like no, we are, we are just purely covering the actual televised stories uh, that are yeah. full length. I'm not here to debate the, whether Time mm. Crash is canon or not. It's more like it's five yeah. minutes. You know, like yeah. I mean, yeah, it, exactly. You can talk about it when the context of the episodes it intersects with, but yeah. I, I don't think it, it certainly doesn't deserve its own entry. And in we notes. did. Well, I'll, I'll say that there may be one exception to this, which is Night of the Doctor, which we did talk about in the context of Day of the Doctor. This really is so much more of a a prequel right. to Day of the Doctor than anything else. It's so linked. It's so connected. And that's definitely something we're going to discuss as we go through the codex and look at some of the calls that we've made yeah and uh we're starting starting with the rule it's just anything that was a story in the episode in the television program that for the past 60 years has been called doctor who that's kind of your basic rule right Mm -hmm. um so starting from there we've got them all sequentially in the codex and we had to make calls just as really the production teams of doctor who and people sort of organizing the show I've had to make calls like mm. what is a complete story and what isn't because right uh you know they it was broadcast in different ways they were you know 25 minute episodes for the most part in the classic series and you know sometimes it was two three four all the way up to 12 for the daleks master plan mm. um and but the, that which well, is a good segue is... to our first uh not controversy <laughs> but first call we had to make yeah in, yeah in chronologically in the codex so uh, uh you you hartnell fans you old school who fans know that the dialects master plan is a 12 episode story uh i believe eight of which are missing um but that oh there God. was also a prequel episode called mission to the unknown which actually has been reconstructed by actors mm. it's it's sort of the the, the only reconstructed uh, story in our codex. Now, right. what we've done, we've made the call to make our job even harder when we go to the Daleks Master Plan by adding Mission to the Unknown, which is our first diversion yeah. from what you might call <laughs> the the canon codex. Um, what were we thinking? I, I, what I were remember we thinking? This, this was even before we went <laughs> fully random. We were talking about it, what constitutes a full story. And we're like, oh, you know, we... The thing is, I remember. I think we, I ultimately 
pushed you into making putting pulling this into the 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 Dalek's master plan. Because it's really, <laughs> I remember it's really it the other way around. Actually, Pete, I remember that I I was advocating for it. I think because I'd seen the the Mission to the Unknown prequel, and I right. was like, well, this is so clearly part of something else, right? Yeah, this is so clearly building up to something else. It it's, just it's makes story sense. Honestly, like I, I haven't seen it, but I've obviously read outlines of it. And hmm. from what I can understand structurally, this is essentially the cold open yes. to the Daleks master plan. If you yes. want to think about it in new who context. Right. Hmm. So I, I think you got to, you got, you got to smush them together. It's all one story. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty easy call. Even though it does make our lift bigger. We, we are, we are slaves to the story here. We are slaves to storytelling and that's what makes most storytelling sense totally so next on the list in terms of our calls that we needed to make um is trial of a time lord yes so zooming forward in time because most everything is pretty straightforward yeah. up until that point even the key to time which is a very bold season-long arc for the time it was broadcast that's yeah. a pretty simple call i mean those are those are very clearly separate stories different themes different guest casts different sets uh, even yeah. though the length through the key to time, that's really just kind of gives each episode its own little MacGuffin uh, within it. But and uh, we've yeah, we've been to one already. We've been to the androids of Tara, and it certainly didn't suffer by being seen out of order, right? In terms of the key to right. time season, um, you know, it was very very self contained. So I totally think we made the right call there. But yes, Trial of a Time Lord is the first difficult one. Do you treat it as one full story? Um, or is it a, a series of clip shows as, right. as we, we talked about? So we did the mysterious planet. And so again, we've, we've kind of dipped into this and tested whether it, whether it should work. Um, and, so, uh, yeah, I think it really did. Well, well, yeah, the thing is our call is to separate them out. Now there is yeah. a pragmatic reason for this because then it would be <laughs> even longer than the Daleks master plan. Yep. Uh, even with mission to unknown, and honestly, even if that were 14 episodes, it'd be, I think it'd be slightly longer because the ultimate mm-hmm. foe, the last episode of Trial of a Time Lord is famous. I believe it's the longest single episode of the classic series. We'll right. do the research when we get to it. But it, it, like 14, I mean, wow. <laughs> like I can't even imagine. <laughs> but they, but these they, are, yeah. it is a season long arc. They are linked more than what we just talked about, which is the key to time. Yeah. So there is a clearly, a, not, not just quite an arc, but it's like a, progressing plot in the not it's not even really in the background it's kind of in the foreground and all the stories are in the background uh of the, the trials yeah. of the doctor <laughs> the valyard the inquisitor and everything going on in mm. the the gallifreyan trial room uh so it's tough it's tough you could see it as like uh entirely one story and mm. sort of just binge it all at once um but then you you have the problem of you know the well the mysterious planet mind warp and Terror of the Vervoids in particular are all sort of distinct Doctor Who stories, even if they yeah. have this sort of linkage in the trial. They 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 feel very different. The only linkage is that the Time Lords are all watching it. So basically, season 23, the trial of a Time Lord season, that that troubled season that really doomed Doctor Who mm-hmm. to its uh to its early grave, to its first grave. Um was really, you know, it was a set of stories that were smushed together. And the, the link is that the, the Time Lords are all watching it. It's just like the, the fourth wall has broken a little bit. And right. we have, we have, as it were, some companions watching along with us. Um, 
I, yeah. I, I wish I could remember the, the way that the Valiard describes it, where he says he's going to adumbrate two episodic, uh, <laughs> a few episodic <laughs> uh, on this, you know, something matrix spectrum. I don't know how he says it, but yeah, like the vocabulary techno battle in this one is off the charts, no like, question. It's like Valiard, just just say you want to binge some Doctor Who. Just say it. That's, <laughs> it's okay. We've, we've all been there. <laughs> so, yeah, we made the call to split him off. Mm-hmm. I will say we'll probably, this will bite us in, in the, in the what, can I say ass on our program? Yes, um, you can. When, it's your own program. You can say it. <laughs> <laughs> it'll bite us in our nether, alien nether regions. Uh, yes. When we, it, when and if we come to the ultimate foe before we have seen the other ones. Uh, oh, we yeah, already well, done planet, but we haven't done Mind Warp or Terror of the Vervoids. Because yeah. the ultimate foe is really at the culmination of the trial yeah. scenes. Mm, you know, mm-hmm. it's not, it, that. and this is where, you know, again, there's no wrong call here you again uh, it's also like the other evidence is that the episodes themselves are all called the trial of a time lord and they do count them out and you know they go all the way up to episode 14 so in the show itself Mm. like as it was shown to the audience it's trying to make them all one story Um, but they do they have different writers and different and production. Very, uh, very number. different feel to each of them. Yes. I'm glad that we did the Mysterious Planet solo. Uh, I think that really worked because it was Bob Holmes' final story. Right. We got to talk about him and his style uh, in this context. And we actually called out the Mysterious Planet uh, when we were at Orphan 55 recently because there was there was the connection of like finding the subway station and it did really feel in retrospect mysterious planet its own story right totally. very very much so uh the ultimate foe even you know uh, old old story that is um is is the ultimate well where does mel come in is that the ultimate foe no terror of the vervoids terror of the vervoids okay yeah, so that definitely you know. feels different like you've got different companions it's the doctor presenting his defense case it just you know and yeah, yeah, maybe maybe the ultimate foe belongs with Terror of the Vervoids. That's the only potential change that I would make. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. But, but such a break mm, in between. It's like mm, the third act goes in a completely different direction. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think I think this is the right call uh, because again, you know, you kind of need to evaluate the the Doctor Who story. The trial people are watching. Hmm. uh separately and uh i think ultimate foe when we get there one it'll be like relatively easy to digest but it will give us that opportunity to kind of step back and talk about the trial Hmm. um when we do it we'll have to decide whether or not we sort of pop back here and there to look at some of the scenes assuming we haven't done wind warp and terror the vervoids before then to make sure we know what we're talking about but we'll see by the way, uh, you know, if you if you are actually following along with us with the spreadsheet as you're listening to us, you will notice that there are links, uh, and and I'm just noticing this myself that Peter's put into every story, so you can actually click on the mysterious planet and listen to us talking about it. Uh, just another service provided to you by Pull to Open Enterprises. And you can also see which ones have emoji titles. Oh, uh, yes. Which ones do not. So feel Very free to excited. send those to us if we can just cut to a little bit of housekeeping. Drop <laughs> them to us at pull to open 63 on Twitter or just leave a review in your podcast app. Usually the iTunes podcast app is the best place to do that. And of course, you can always participate in the conversation either on TikTok at pull to open.com. No, wait. 
It's TikTok.com. <laughs> it's pull to open on TikTok. Pull to open on TikTok. And yeah. and you will also see if you're if you're following along, the names of people who've dropped in those emoji titles immortalized forever in this codex that will yes. surely go to the stars with humanity. Um so yeah, your your bid credit. for immortality is right here. Um and oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Bring it on. If you can also uh, drop us a line on YouTube at youtube.com slash pull to open. <laughs> and if you're watching us there, why not go ahead and click that bell for some notifications whenever we have new content. All right. The housekeeping's <laughs> over. Housekeeping over. Yes. Let's zoom uh, forwards to the new show. Yes, exactly. So this one, the next uh, difficult call on the codex is probably our most difficult call. Hmm. Uh, and this is we decided to shave off extremis. Yes. From the pyramid at the end of the world and of the lie at the land. So we treat yes. pyramid and lie as a two-parter uh, story and extremis as a different episode, which is, mm. I guess, the prequel. Well, not really prequel, but the pre the, the, the previous story. Of, it kind of yeah. is the prequel, though. Yeah. And and this is where we should, we should definitely throw in a spoiler alert if you haven't watched extremis. Uh, mm. Please... Stop mute. your podcast. Yeah, mute the next five minutes if you don't want to know the reveal at the end of Extremis. All right, you all gone? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, as you all know, folks who are remaining, or maybe you don't and you're happy with being spoiled, um, uh, Extremis turns out to be that they're not actually the characters. They're, they are simulations of the characters inside the monk's experiment. Mm. Right. So the whole of Extremis, you're not actually seeing the Doctor. You know, you're not actually seeing the real bill uh none of these characters are real it is all just a simulation and they right. they realize this doctor comes to the simulated doctor comes to realize this uh, so he himself does not feature in both stories right um mm -hmm. so it very much feels like its own thing i also you know, this was perhaps the most difficult call, but I think that I, I very much argued for Extremis being its own thing because it's so good. Right. As a self-contained story. Now we've been to the pyramid at the end of the world, the lie of the lie. Like there's no there's no way to retcon this that we've made the decision they are separate. One day we will go to Extremis separately. And I'm glad of that because Pyramid at the End of the World and Lie of the Land, not not that good. As a, as a mm, yeah. self-contained story and not even that good, like uh, putting extremis on wouldn't help. It would in fact just dilute and, and blur the lines. And we'd just be spending the whole podcast talking about how one, one story was great and the other was bad. Right. Yeah. Um, so we yeah, actually, totally makes sense. in our rating system, we both gave that one Ogrons, which is yeah. everyone I think knows now that's our kind of our lowest rating. Uh, yeah, definitely didn't deliver on what it was trying to do, yeah. and uh, the good scenes are few and far between. So, so uh, and I don't kind think of it's a spoiler alert. I don't think it's a spoiler <laughs> alert to say whenever we get to Extremis, it will be for me a Viscount banger. Woo! Okay, I'm not mm. sure about that. I, I, I might be. I, I'd have to. Well, I'll get there when I get there. So, yeah. <laughs> stay in suspense. For me, that, that was Moffat on top <laughs> form, but yeah, we'll get there. But I guess I think we're we're revealing a little bit of bias here on this one mm. in that we we want to um, you know b ensure we're rating the things as they as they need to be and mm. not not as uh, 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 I don't know what I'm trying to say. But this we're we're basically kind of cheating this one a little bit, right? So <laughs> it's fine to no, debate it. I actually think from from a story perspective, if you come at this from the perspective of story is all, story is everything, 
then it's actually quite an easy call. So you're like, you know, what, what am I going to sit down and watch as, as a complete story? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Pyramid slash Lie really does feel like its own thing. Uh, yes, there is mention of, uh, of the, you know, the, the stuff that we learned the previous week. Um, but it doesn't, it doesn't actually affect your enjoyment as we proved by right. going to it. I think, you know, now after having done it, totally the right call. Yeah. And I, I'll say this in defense of it, like it's different writers and mm-hmm. this one exactly. is Stephen Moffat yeah. himself. Now he did co-write the next one with Harness, Peter Harness, who, mm-hmm. um, you know, funny enough, we're about to talk about an episode. Yeah. Kill the moon. That he wrote. <laughs> um, but it is, uh, it, it's, it's again, like there's, there's a lot of callbacks in mm. pyramid to extremists, not a lot, but some, and that's a little bit of a mm. setup. Uh, but as long as you are, <laughs> we're, and we're, we are, we're okay with separating that out and sort of, mm. uh, understanding those, uh, when we get to them, I think, yeah, you're right. Ex- extremist yeah. really does work as a very good self-contained. And it's not really uh, a cliffhanger at the end of extremist. Like you might say that utopia and, uh, last time on sound of drums, like utopia could, could be carved off right as its own thing. Yes. But except yeah. for that cliffhanger. And it's the fact that you you are so on on tenterhooks, waiting to see like how do they get out of that? Where did the master go? You know all of that. Um, it really does feel like a trilogy, whereas Extremis feels like you know one well, one and two. In and particular, that the same writer and you. Yeah, it's funny we we mm. we did we even skipped over that one. Come to think of it, because mm. it just seems so obvious. And I think mm. one of them also is like Jack Harkness is begins yes. that you know three parter, and it, it it just feels like that is all one story. Even though, right. as we noted at the time, the resolution of the cliffhanger is really really rushed and becomes kind of a non-event. Yeah, which it's is still great, the same it, characters. Yeah. Which yeah. extremist, technically speaking, technically speaking, <laughs> is not the same characters, right? It's true. So yeah. that's that's why speaking. you can definitely make that the rule, right? Is it the yeah. same characters from one story to the next? So I think it's totally valid. It's totally defensible. Uh, we're keeping them separate. Yeah. Okay. Now we are jumping ahead to the call we had to make on the fly. Yes. As it was happening, because we were doing the podcast when Doctor Who flux series 13 was being broadcast and flux famously is is sort of the subtitle for the entire season yeah yeah i'm just going to correct your pronunciation uh pete it is actually called flux (laughs) my mistake oh yes flux (laughs) you got to close the sheffield accent it's flux isn't that ever puddly in there i could be wrong (laughs) well Uh, that'll be flux a a it's flux it's actually flux nice let's get them all (laughs) Now yep. to Jordy. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> so Flux, uh, Flux, a whole season. It was six episodes and they're unquestionably linked. I mean, yes. it, is, it is all one story in a way. I mean, not in a way, in a clear way, but it is also six separate stories in a way as well with different casts, different things happening. I think the most distinct ones are War of the Sontarans, hmm. uh, Village of the Angels. And I'm going to fully disclose, I was probably pretty drunk watching half of these episodes. <laughs> so, 
I, I you yourself like, were in flux. Yes. I feel okay. You united them all because they all kind of merged together for me, and I have trouble <laughs> remembering which events happened in which episode. There um, is it, so much overlap of characters right. between episodes here. Um, and yes, the, 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 the list does slightly change, but it's all like, I'm, I'm pretty sure Vinder is in all of them, for example, and Carvanista, um, like they, well, they are throughout yeah. and there's no linking device, like, like the trial of time Lord to, to say you can easily make this separate because they're treating it as separate. It, it's not really the case. Well, they, they, here's my problem. Okay. So the, the stories have different titles. And very similar to what we just sort of outlined for Extremis, I walked away liking and having different emotional connection with some episodes much more than others. And I'll just, you know, full disclosure, and I think this is not uncommon among Doctor Who fans, but Village of the Angels is by far my favorite. Mm, No, definitely. But I mean, the fact that I think about it that way, that, oh, this one was good, this one wasn't. Uh, I got to say, I'm torn on this. I mean, we could, you know, separate them out and evaluate them one at a time and try to sort of unite them in our heads uh, and maybe evaluate the Flux storyline on when we do the final one, which I, the mm. title escapes me right now. But I, I, I don't know. And, it may, and again, part of this might be me trying to be pragmatic. Uh, because that's a <laughs> lot of television we're going to have to watch for Flux if we do that all at once. Yes, the final one and, is called the, the Vanquishers, by the way. Okay, so I actually did a little bit of math. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, so the total number of minutes of Doctor Who, if you look at the Daleks' master plan with Mission to the Unknown, mm. is about 316 minutes total. Yeah. All of Flux is 323. <laughs> so we're actually going to be, it's, it's a big, I'm not, not like we used to, it's a running joke on the podcast. We're scared of the mm. Daleks master plan. We should really yeah. be terrified of Flux because it's even longer. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And uh, you know, know, the like, randomizer is going to throw that in as a nasty surprise. But here's like, the thing. I'm relying on you to convince me that this was the right call because right. a big part of me really wants to smash this into six and turn it into more digestible <laughs> bits that I can evaluate as standalone episodes and then give a, like perhaps a Bicon banger, but probably a Dalek at the very least for Village of the Angels, which I really want to do. Uh, but now mm. I can't do it because we have it all as one. Tell me this is the right call. Okay. First of all, the link is that Chris Chibnall wrote them all. Okay. Uh, except he co-wrote uh, Village of the Angels with Maxine Alderton. Ah, um, the second link is that they are, there's a cliffhanger at the end of most of them. Um, yeah. Third, third oh. link, you know, largely the same cast of characters. Most of them, Yaz, Dan, Jericho. Right. Don't forget Jericho is in a lot of them. Um, you know, it's it's a developing story. And and here for me is the clincher. We have not seen them together. You know, we watched them while they were coming out week by week and you know got got the well, I, I don't know if you watch them all at once, Pete, but certainly I watch them individually. And right. um you know I spread it out. Yeah, you, <laughs> I didn't which have I, to, I think I, is the is the natural is the natural thing to do. Yeah. Uh, I th- I think we do. It does sort of beg to be seen all together, 
and to be rated as an overall story, which is something that uh, I think not a lot of Doctor Who fans will have done that yet. You know, it's still it's still too fresh. So I'm sort of interested. Yes, I'm a little bit scared of watching it all at once, of binging it, but you know, it's probably pretty bingeable if you know, knowing what the story is now. Um, you know, you can. I- I think you've convinced me for on mm. that last point. Mm. Uh, the Chibnall stuff a little bit, but the fact that yes, I did spread it out. I actually, you know, it was actually a bit of a running joke on when I, <laughs> if you recall, way back when on the podcast that uh, I hadn't caught up for the longest time, and then I finally did. But I did it a little bit at a time, and again, probably under under the influence. Each time, um, so if, so if I, next time we'll watch. Yeah. I'll watch it uh, drunk. You watch it sober next time. <laughs> whenever it comes up. So, <laughs> so but anyway, amazing. like to your point, binging it all at once, not mm. having to think back uh, through a haze to what this story is and what the connections they're trying to make, I think will help immensely uh, mm. in what I really sort of take away from the season. So, I think you're fair, and, and I think. To the point of I was making about Village of the Angels in particular, um, I don't think that's necessarily bringing anything new to the table anyway, right? Because everyone mm-hmm. kind of knows that's the good one. And uh, let's see if we can get a you know, uh, not necessarily a revisionist, but a, like like a review after the fact of Flux without um, not necessarily sky high expectations, but wh- whatever state we were in when it was coming out. So yeah, okay. I'm yeah, and it. and the, the flux, and the, this is the other thinking thing is that the 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 villain, as it were, the threat as uh, of the flux, an unknown, all-consuming phenomenon that defies all laws of space and time, is present in every story. It is the the ultimate uh, villain, uh, as it were. So you know, if you're thinking about what what if the evil plot has succeeded, which is something that we ask after every story, kind of you know, it's it's going to be an incomplete answer if we mm-hmm. split them up. Um. And uh, yeah, you know, just just the fact that like that they, they try the TARDIS is overtaken by the flux, and at the end of episode one, definite cliffhanger. You're not going to want to stop it there. Um, you know, uh, the the TARDIS is hijacked at the end of episode two. I, again, spoiler alert: if you haven't seen flux, <laughs> um, but like you know, you see where I'm where I'm going here. Like, uh, yeah, and, sure, it's they're connected. They're connected yeah. more than your usual Doctor Who yes. episode breaks for sure. Even even maybe uh, you know more so than the Extremis one. All right, we're doing it. My uh, opinion of flux was briefly in flux, uh, <laughs> but it is now stabilized, and we're going with it. It's all well. Oh my God, three hundred twenty three minutes though. Yeah, Good I know. Time. Well, I think you know what after after having done Kill the Moon. Uh, in which I, I, you know, was only able to really watch it five minutes at a time um, before (laughs) my fury would boil over. We'll get to that. Save it for the pod. (laughs) I'm just saying that it doesn't, what what I, the impression I was left with is it doesn't matter the length of time of Doctor Who that you're watching. It's like, how much is it, how much is it irking you? Like, how much is it, is it boring you? Like, then it feels much longer, right? Well, that's, um, that's our cue to be <laughs> conscious of the length of time of yeah. our listeners uh, yes. as they're hearing us talk about our own codex. Uh, I think that's it. I think we've all learned something here. Uh, I'm certainly more confident in how we've decided to partition out the TV series. And you too can share that confidence by just checking the show notes. Uh, guys, feel free to subscribe to us. We're a podcast. Follow us on the socials. I mentioned them earlier. I won't do it again. 
Uh, but you know where to find us. Search for Pull to Open on all your apps, on all your socials. And please join in the conversation. Let us know what you think about our calls about mm. the Codex, what you could think constitutes a good ep- or a complete episode or not. And uh, tell us if we missed any, because I'm pretty sure we got them all, but uh, yeah. there might be another scandal brewing there. Well, I, t- I will also tell you that uh, we are going to have to make another difficult call with the next episodes of Doctor Who to hit the airwaves. That's true. Uh, the 60th anniversary special. So I'm sure we will be revisiting this question since that is three specials and we've no idea how or if they're linked uh, in any way yet. They probably are. So it's going to be another tough call and we'll refer back to this episode. You may be listening to it in the future, uh, (laughs) in which case, hope you enjoyed the 60th anniversary specials. We can't wait to see them and we'll join you there in the future soon. The Codex continues to evolve hey guys uh come on back next week for when we talk about kill the moon (laughs) peace